and that was the last I saw you in person. But to watch you evolve, you were great then, but to watch you where you are now and your accolades, which we'll cover, it, no, it's beautiful to see, man. First, here's my favorite part of, of when you said you were great then, you quickly turned to Tony, like, right? Let me, I don't, I don't remember. I don't, someone confirm. Someone confirm. Looking for confirmation. Our, we our clips, we can edit. We can edit later. Right. <laughs> now, broadcasting live from the podcast palace on Park Street in beautiful and dangerous Clearwater, Florida, it's the Comedians on Cork podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Tony God and Pat Largo. Hey, welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Comedians on Cork Podcast. I can't believe it's Season 2 already, and it's beautiful. we got uh, Tony God right here to my left. My name is Pat Largo. We are your hosts for this uh, this thrill ride that we call the Comedians Uncorked um, podcast. We have a great comic from Jacksonville, but he's not just a Florida comic. We have Danny Johnson on. We're going to be talking with him soon. Incredible comedian. And thank you guys for liking and sharing and subscribing on our YouTube channel. And Thanks. Right? I mean, just our Instagram. It's just great to hear and see the love. Of course, you can catch us on Facebook, ComediansOnCork.com. Tell your friends. Just click that subscribe button, too, when you get a chance. And a huge thank you to our studio sponsor, Ms. Julie Drollshagen of uh, Florida Beach Business, uh, 727-902-9233 for all of your buying and selling needs here in Florida. You can get her at Julie at FloridaBeachBusiness.com. FloridaBeachBusiness.com. That's right. Thank you so much, Julie. I'm so, so good at that. You're very good at that. Uh, and again, with Danny Johnson, I can't wait to talk to this guy. Danny Johnson, yes, uh, you may have seen him on Dry Bar. He has a Dry Bar special. Uh, he was also on uh, Comedy Central's Laugh Riots. He's a nationally touring comic. Uh, we talked to him about all those things, as well as his uh, his experience on uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah. And we talked to him about some tattoos. He's got sleeves of tattoos. And his transformation, his health and physical transformation. Great stories ahead. So, well, without further ado, let's do it. We hope you enjoy Danny Johnson. All right. Hey, so we got from uh, Jacksonville, Danny Johnson here on the Comedians on Cork podcast. Thanks, man, for being on with us, brother. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to see you, fellas. It is good to see you, man. It's been a while. Dude, when's the last time? When when did we work together? It's got to be a decade. It's got to be. It has got to be at least 10 years. Because we started, I think, like, well, now we headline the same rooms pretty much, right? So it's like once you get to that point with friends. We never friends, see each other again. <laughs> no. Other. And I, I, I last worked, I hosted, I think, uh, you, Danny, in maybe 2008 or nine at Coconuts oh, wow. in St. Pete Beach. Oh, wow. Geez. That was, I recall you married to a stunning blonde German lady. Yeah. And that was the last I saw you in person. But to watch you evolve, you were great then. But to watch you where you are now and your accolades, which we'll cover, it, no, it's beautiful to see, man. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, it, you know, that's why it's tough calling people Florida comedians or Jacksonville because you're, you're so much more than that. You just happen to be living there. Here's, you know? my, here's, here's my – well, first of all, no, I don't, I've been divorced for years and years now. Cool. So well, you look happy, German. I can tell. <laughs> first, here's my favorite part of, of when you said you were great then – 
you quickly turned to Tony, like, right? Let me, I don't, I don't remember. I don't, someone confirm. Someone <laughs> confirm. Looking for confirmation. Our, our clips. Can we I review all that? Let's, let's go with that. Let's go with I recall the punchlines being sharp. We can edit. We can edit later. Right. <laughs> but, no, it's true, though, man. I, I just love what, what you uh, what you're doing now and seeing you all over the place. And, uh, and and it's almost like a new you now, because I know between some of your personal fitness now that you've been doing, you've been posting that uh, on social media, which I love seeing. Yeah, I was curious about that because, I mean, that was that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's like it started out like, you know, you know, we follow, you know, we're friends on social media and all yeah, yeah. that. So you start posting these things and, you know, you kind of scrolling through, oh, look, Danny's doing, you know, he's doing the thing and he's working yeah. out, blah, blah, blah. And then you start to see the progression. You right. like start to see the guns start <laughs> to be like, oh, hold on a second. Danny's up to something, man. So <laughs> how did this start? And like, 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 I mean, is this something that you've been trying to do or is this like, I mean, are yeah. you making a transition the whole, you know, the whole nine? So it's my entire life has been a yo, I'm yo-yo up and down in weight, always a chubby kid. So I don't know if you, my dry bar special is called the Chusky life, right? And the whole joke, the premise of the joke is that I'm a chub, I'm not obese. I'm a chubby husky hybrid Chusky, right? Sort of like fluffy with Gabriel and Grace, yeah. Grace or whatever. But um, that came about when I was a kid, um, you know, uh, every year my mom would take me school clothes shopping, you know, in middle, in high school, middle school. And I used to try to get away from her in the mall because I didn't want to hang out. You know, I wanted to be with my friends and uh, she would yell for me. Right. And she would yell like, Daddy, where are I'm over in the Husky section. What's your waist? 40? Huh? She's <laughs> yelling it throughout the mall. So the Husky section and being chubby. This is an eighth grade. I made this note. Chubby Husky became Chusky. So years and years later, when I started stand up, that was like a little footnote I had from when I was a kid. Right. But so it's always yo-yo. So like the month of December was a, was terrible for me. You know, some illnesses I hurt my lower back a little bit again. And I just let myself, you know. And before that, November, October, November, I was working out a lot. So your body reacts to the way you treat it. Right. So I'm nowhere near where I want to be. But part of the reason I posted on social media is for accountability. It's like, I don't, I'm not looking for any praise or anything. I, I get a lot of positive feedback, but I want to not log in tomorrow. And people are like, Hey, what happened? I would yeah. get messages too. When I stopped, when I finished the 13 weeks, people were like, I had two messages, you know, did you stop doing it anymore. Or what's going on? And I was like, wow, people are. I was going to ask you about that. Like the yeah. response and like how people are reacting. And then like, like you said that, they noticed when you stopped now yeah. are they like commenting that they're like encouraging you or is it something that is encouraging them as well? Both. I think it's both. It's definitely both. They're like, you know, what did you do? You know, I, you, I saw you lost 20 pounds or putting on muscle, whatever it is. Um, there it goes. Mm. Oh, there goes the sign. Yeah. Just like every comedy gig <laughs> in the past, that giggle sign came right crashing, right? <laughs> the giggles. Oh, <laughs> Give me PTSD, man. I know, right? So, yeah, they wanted to know what I do. And then they were like, they started, you know, hey, I want to come over and, and work out in your garage or I want to, you know, tell me what you're doing. I want to try it. So I'll be back on the horse here soon. Um, you know, I'm just getting over the vid. I got the vid. Oh. Mm -hmm. 
a couple of weeks ago and and uh you know so once i get healthy i'll, I'll start back up again it feels good you know man as I, i'm getting old i'm not getting any younger right you feel like you're uh like the recovery's easier uh only because i don't <laughs> i used to make the mistake of treating my body like i was 25 just yeah. lifting too much pushing too much so i now i know to listen to my body and you know and kind of i know how to get a good workout without treating it like I yeah. climbed Mount Everest, you know, training I mean. smart. Yeah. Not everybody's Joe Rogan. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. And, and isn't it amazing though, that you could just kind of innocuously put videos on, on the internet, on, on social media and people are paying attention and it's inspirational for them. And they are, they're literally concerned. Are you still doing it? What, what's yeah. going on with you? That's kind of cool. Right. I mean, a little external reinforcement, you know, so to speak, you know, yeah. maybe a little tough love sometimes, but it's good to know that people are paying attention. I got to Google innocuously. Hold on. <laughs> <I'm so laughs> well, and I know you're doing well because I saw some, some ink. You were never tatted, but man, the last, what, a couple of years, you've been going uh, crazy on a sleeve, it looks like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got, I got, just got some more oh, color done under here, which was very, very awful to go through but uh well got this, whole, this whole arm just one over here and i'll just keep going until is it by the same uh, artist yeah same guy he's done my family my friends um so what you would give him a shout yeah, out give him a shout oh yeah yeah his name's jason he owns Ele electric legacy tattoo here in jacksonville it's on normandy boulevard so you got to check him out he does piercing not that I, i'm not doing any piercings uh, right? yeah no, sure just, just, just put because putting put ink on your body gotta, permanently that's not gotta, weird was it a, a prince uh uh oh prince albert prince albert yeah, yeah. Prince Albert. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that hey, kind of confidence. What are the tattoos? How about a Prince Albert? Yeah. <laughs> you throw one in on the, you know, the sleeve costs a lot of money. You throw yeah, a little yeah. bonus Give me in. three of them. So you said you want to do the other arm and just keep going. So like you're addicted yeah. out to me. I, yeah, I like it a lot. I like it. I've always wanted it. I was just, like I said, I was married for 81 years and I wasn't yeah. allowed. So now uh, I know that most pieces, like I've got some tattoos myself. And like most pieces have some significance. Is there like a story you're telling on the, on the sleeves? Yeah. So I don't know if it's a story or um, I grew up Catholic, so I, I don't know whether it's from my childhood or not, but confession? Uh, yeah, what's that confession? It's all, all these are symbols for different sins that I've different sins he committed. This was murder in Iowa, right? Right. Yeah. Well, please. You kidding me? Yeah, let me see those elbows, by the way, Danny. <laughs> You'd never be convicted killing someone in Iowa, believe me. Right. <laughs> I uh, it's it's all stained glass windows, with the exception. My first two were a Joker and an Ace, the cards. Oh, okay. um, I got those two first. I'm a, I was a huge poker player, still play once in a while. Um, thought the Joker and the Ace Hearts was appropriate, and then around it is all uh, stained glass windows all around. Oh, I really cool. like those, and it's just a. I don't know. It symbolizes a lot. I don't know. If, I don't. I don't want to get into that. Man, and, mind your business. What is this? An interview? I know. Yeah, it's beautiful. Get, it's all this information. So it's all those questions. So I had to ask you. Wanted to ask you about uh, the dream. The the dry bar special. Yeah. yeah. Now you shot this. What is it? It's been a year, dude. I I just got a. Um, Facebook memory popped up three years, three years. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we lost a year. This month, <laughs> this month is three years. I thought the same thing. And um, the funny thing about that was it, it's, first of all, it's, it's been the best things. You know, I've filmed a lot of stuff over the year. You guys have filmed a lot of stuff, but you talk about a 
first class operation quality yeah. videos or whatnot. I, I sent him a message probably maybe a year before I filmed. Never heard, oh no, I heard back, but never got booked. And then I was filling in at the Comedy Zone in Jacksonville. It was a last minute fill-in feature spot for this headliner whose dry bar happened to come out that day. I was asking her about it. She's like, oh, I'll connect you with some, there's multiple bookers. Yeah. I'll, con I'll connect you with a booker. And uh, I, got, I got a call the next day saying, can you be available in 10 days to shoot dry bar? Wow. wow. So I was like, wow, how do you lose 30 pounds in 10 days? Right. That's the first question. <laughs> so they Change fly the out lens. to Utah. And at that point in the dry bar series, you were doing 30 minute specials. They said, do 40. We'll chop it to 30. And uh, now they're doing like 20 minute specials. So they're filming. It was me and one other guy that one night. You filmed two shows back to back, same outfit, same jokes, same order. Um, and they ended up keeping 37 minutes of my 40. Wow. Wow. So it's a 37 minute special. And um, it took, I want to say it took, you know, you get paid very handsomely. Your travel's cared for. They book your flight, rent a car, food, hotel, everything out. And it's filmed in Provo, Utah, which I'd never been. And it's beautiful. And then uh, you get royalties based on views, uh, subscriptions to their service, the Dry Bar app. So that's a straight um, YouTube ads, it, Facebook yeah. ads, Spotify, PlayStation, whoever it's played. So it took maybe a year before I started getting royalties. Because okay. they have to like recoup their what they say their production cost is for them. Yeah, yeah. That, then after that, then it's all, you know. And if mine did that, and mine, you know, was pretty popular or still is, um, some of the guys that have 10 times the views that I have, they, I'm, they must have been getting royalties right off like three months in. I mean, yeah, they must have, yeah. I'm sure extremely lucrative and then Eclipse have been instrumental in you know getting different gigs too and, and you know Dan we've been saying dry bar and we, we put a lot on the comedians on cork page and stuff but can you let people know the listeners know walk them through when we keep saying dry bar like yeah what it is and what's the difference between like shooting like a comedy central special or something like that so what 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 is dry bar yeah so dry bar is uh a division of this company called VidAngel. So VidAngel is a service like Netflix, but for people who don't want to deal with cursing or nudity. So you can subscribe to VidAngel, pick uh, a movie, and then select no cursing, no nudity, no whatever. So if you picked Goodfellas, it'd be like a six-minute movie, right? Right. And, uh, so they wanted to start creating their own content. Um, and they created Dry Bar, so it's all clean comedy, you know, no sexual references, no cursing. Uh, it's not faith. I think their company's faith-based, but the comedy's not faith-based. It's just yeah. they wanted to put out um, all these, all this content and specials from these clean comedians on their own platform. So it's still, I think there's six seasons now. I don't even know what season I was in, four maybe. And now they're doing more. So when, when they film these new ones, they're filming three comics at a time. So it's 20 minutes each. But how ner I mean, not only was it just 10 days before my special, you know, I was like, what, what material, like, yeah, what material do I do? Because once I do it, it's burnt, right? It's, it's like, um, and then also you're on film, like you can have a mess up a joke at a gig or miss a joke or whatever, you know, this is on film yeah, and you have almost forever. <laughs> they ask you too, like they give you a little notepad and say, jot down some notes from what you think we should edit, keep whatever. Not that they would 
they said not that we're going to do it but just as a guide yeah and uh i said just use they ended up using my whole second show no edits almost no edits hmm. they edited wow, one joke Mr. perfect look at this guy you say one take danny <laughs> it was extremely nerve-wracking man yeah <laughs> i'd never been like right before you get called on stage even now uh, you guys know uh, in a regular gig right before you get called i still you get butterflies but just yeah. think about if you're being filmed there's no That's margin a, that is that is the worst thing i i actually have a a horror story that i'm not going to share right now <laughs> about about exactly that about like that moment because this is this is like a big opportunity like a tv yeah moment, like a national tv moment but uh yeah it it shook me too much so i was off my game it was yeah like, you know I, I i blew a um last comic standing audition due to nerves plus i was standing in it was in nashville at zany's and we're standing in the snow for six hours outside and i'm literally shaking because of the cold there's like an inch of snow on my shoulders i keep brushing it off you finally get into this little waiting room and I'm literally my legs shaking from both nerves and freezing. And I get up there. One judge laughs. The other one doesn't. I don't even know what I said up there. And they were like, Oh, thank you. Have a good day. Yeah. Well, dang, I, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up those legs because I heard they did some uh, fancy moves on, uh, <laughs> on Cobra Kai, man. But tell me what's going on with this. Yeah. You moving into martial arts now? So he's got I the tattoos. Did, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a Cobra Kai. <laughs> I had fun. So normally I don't do, this sounds pretentious. Normally I don't do extra work. However. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. It does. It really does sound pretentious. It was good. <laughs> I know it's just that you know how, what the pay is right. And yeah. um, for extra work, but I had the day, I had the days available and it was Cobra Kai and I'm a huge karate kid fan. Right. So I've done, you know, 20 some odd commercials voiceovers and i've always been in it oh yeah like, you there's know, no reason not to, not to yeah yeah let me take a break and go hang out with the cobra kai cast so they were filming in jacksonville for a week and uh i took it and it was two days and you're on set and it was amazing i'm glad i did i learned a lot you know because i don't really get when i do commercials i don't get a chance to sit and watch the crew how they work how they move how they yeah so i filmed for two days and i thought Man, I'm right there with the guy who plays Crease. Um, I'm I'm literally in so many different scenes. I'm literally the cat. I can see the camera filming my stupid yeah. head. You know, and I'm like <laughs> in my like my whole. I'm right there. I'm like, man, this is it. I'm gonna make a big appearance on this Cobra guy. And I'm joking with the producers in between. I'm like, when's my fight scene? When do I when do I fight? <laughs> and. Um, I watch it. It's it's episode one. I find out, so I watch it, and I don't even see myself. Oh man! And I've heard, I've heard my friends do. They've been in a movie, they've been in a TV show, and it just gets cut, right? Yeah. It's never. I was like, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think to not tell people. And then my son um, woke up and he came out all hooping and hollering, yelling that he saw me on Cobra Kai. He spotted you. Yeah, yeah. So he he showed me where it was, and I was like, "That's one hell of a walk right there, walking right across that the old tip impressive, of the." It's a, not everybody could do that. Not everybody can walk like that. It's an impressive gait. That's, that's it. So I got the checks from Cobra Kai, right, and uh, framed them. It's just a cool little thing to have for my, you know. Yeah. Oh no. What I feel cool. bad about is. 
I send new venues my bio for my intro for a gig. So I'm doing this gig in Daytona. I send him my bio and he answered, no, he doesn't introduce me yet. He's, uh, we're standing there before the show. I'm at the, at the bar area. And there's this, there's this woman and some guy there. And she's like, who's the headliner tonight? Oh, Danny Johnson, dry bar. She's like, I don't know. Dry bar. Oh, he's on, he's on Cobra Kai. And she freaks out. She goes, oh my gosh, my husband and three sons are huge Cobra Kai fans. I'm going to run down to the hotel down the street and get them to come back. So she leaves. They come back. You know, it's 20 bucks a head. They pay. And I get up there. And I normally, if I tell the MC to mention Cobra Kai, I'll do the silly jokes about how insignificant it was, right? Yeah, yeah. That it's a sorry if I spoiled the storyline for you know, and I reenact the walk. It's really a goofy little yeah, you poking fun at it yeah yeah. So I decided that night not to do those jokes because I didn't want to discount the fact that they thought this guy from Cobra Kai was going to be on the show. That is so funny. Did they come yeah. up afterwards and get pictures and stuff? They were. It was very odd. They were. They treated me like a celebrity. They did not approach. They were eyeballing. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you see, when you watch people, fans see a, a celebrity that, that they're afraid to go up to, they just kind of stare and it's awkwardly kind of hanging around the. Yeah, they're in your area. peripheral the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, just keep yeah. it, keep it back before. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> that's, that's pretty gangster, though, right? Take the money and not do the jokes for him. I love it. You should have just looked at him, and did the crane. Like yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, kid. Do you do that in the episode? No, no, I do not. <laughs> I do almost nothing. But it's, I don't know if you've ever been an extra on a set, the disparity in which you're treated. We were treated well. Yeah. But it is, you know, Union goes first. They eat, they snack first. They go on the bus back to the hotel for lunch and dinner first. And I remember one, it was really hot. It was all filmed all outside. Um, they took a break for drinks and all the actors and the crew went to this tent where there's ice. And then uh, the director or producer, somebody was like to the extras. And there was only about 20 of us like, Hey, you, you guys can go to the tent in a few minutes. But until then we put this case of water over here in the bushes. If you wanted to grab it. Yeah. You're thirsty. <laughs> you're one of those. Okay. Yeah. We buried this case of water over yeah, here. Yeah. You the, go hunt. Yeah. In the woods. I, I've, I've done some extra work on uh on some big films like old like back in the day yeah like you could actually spot me in some stuff like um that old uh hbo series from the earth to the moon okay uh, tom hanks was a, a pro, uh, one of the executive producers and one of the episodes that i was in was uh directed by sally fields nice so that was cool it was you know we got to meet her and stuff she was really cool Oh, very cool. And then if you watch the movie Instinct mm -hmm. with um, uh, Anthony Hopkins and Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. I'm in the yard, man. I'm in the jail nice. yard in the prison. Nice. See my tats. <laughs> <laughs> Real hardcore behind Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's, it's know, a different it's... thing. Yeah. I mean, it was cool because it was those were big productions. But yeah, those... Like the independent stuff, it's like, man, you, you better bring some snacks or something. Yeah. yeah, it was really hard not to look at the camera either, you know, because I'm pretty close. There's a couple. If you watch the episode one, season four, um, the they're mostly sitting down in this little chairs outside and we're all around them the whole time and or walking mm -hmm. behind them. And when you're walking or standing, the camera, I mean, is right there. Like 
it's really hard not to uh, uh, like you when know, you're walking, like when you're look. walking past it. That or uh, some and some of the scenes, I'm standing around them, just having a drink, talking, you know, fake talking to somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I can see the camera glaring. You know, it's like not that close, obviously, but like you, I just want to turn and be like, "Yeah, I'm in it." Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been awesome, dude. That would have been funny. Cut. Who is that guy? <laughs> we got to get that guy to walk, Danny Jones. <laughs> and on day one, I didn't wear sunscreen. Oh. So, day two, I was a red beet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On the old nog in there. Wonders of makeup. So we were also talking recently about losing some great, uh, you know, comedians and legends, like, you know, uh, Betty White and Bob Saget. Did you ever work with Bob at all? Or you have any Bob Saget stories? Yeah, it's funny. Um, that was tough, man. I don't know. Uh, he's not a friend, right? We didn't hang or regularly communicate, but um, we did lately which was bizarre. And uh, the first time I worked with them was 20, like something 20 years ago when I was a house MC at the Comedy Zone. I, I want to say it was 2000, 2001. I thought it was the first big celebrity I'd ever worked with. And I'm a house MC. It was a Tuesday through Saturday at that point at the Comedy yeah, Zone. Full week. And he worked the whole week, you know? I wore a suit every night like I was some big... Yeah. rat pack you know yeah that's it <laughs> doing my shtick and i'm driving him around town in my chevy s10 pickup truck you know and he was just the nicest guy in the world and we went to different bars and they had vip sections set up and we had a call in advance and you know he's a big tall guy just sitting in my truck kind of cramped up and just super nice and we worked the whole week and he goes hey you know if you're ever out in l.a call this number, I'll get you some sets. And I was like, I'm an MC. I got like 18 minutes of material, right? I've never. So about a year later, I did. I, I call him up and I, it's, it, I never get him. I got his, uh, I guess, booker, assistant, whoever. Um, and uh, she got me shows out in LA and I went out there based on his word. And I just walked in the Laugh Factory and did sets that week. Wow. It was unbelievable. I That's couldn't believe people awesome. were like, who's this guy? And I'm like, oh, Bob Sack. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, um, people can't do that anymore. Yeah. Can't do that anymore. Yeah. So we obviously I didn't keep in touch with him, but just recently um, I worked with him at Florida Theater. I opened for him. So it was July, July 12th or something. Thousand people. And I go up, he's in the, he, I, I walk in, I walk past his dressing room. He's watching my dry bar clips. <laughs> so I guess they told him, hey, your opener is on his way. Here's his name. He looks me up, does watch him. He's laughing, which is good. <laughs> um, he goes, hey, uh, I'm going to make a few phone calls. Do you mind if I just come get you and we'll catch up or whatever? So after a while, you know, he comes and uh, I go in there and I made him laugh, which was it's always fun when you make a big comic laugh. Like his his dressing room had a shower in it. So as soon as I walked in, I'm like, hey, do you mind if I shower? <laughs> and he got, got a big kick out of that. And uh, we're just chit chatting and we're reminiscing. I told I told him about the 20 years ago. He vaguely remembered it. He said, uh, did you drive me around to different bars that had VIP sections, but we didn't need them? Because honestly, he didn't need them. There was no big People were like, like, looked at him and were like, that's probably not Bob Saget, right? And I said, yes, that was it. That was me that week. 
um, so at the right before the show starts, he goes, Hey, he hands me his phone and my name's in his contact list. He goes, um, put your number in here and your email. He goes, you're ever out in LA. I'll do I'll set you up with some sets again. I was like, Holy cow. And he, you know, it was, it was just a surreal to, that he was watching my clips for who does he care who's opening for yeah. him, right? Sagging. Yeah. And that he had my name on his phone already. And so anyway, I uh, e- email him. We exchanged some emails a time or two, August, September, October. I was asking him about his gigs in Charlotte and uh, some of the Florida gigs. Yeah, you need an opener. How's the road? Just, you know, and he replied every single time. And then December 12th, he sent me one last email. Happy holidays to you and those that you love. May your 2022 be less effed up than the previous two years. And I responded back. Thank you. You know, much love to you and yours as well. And then that was December 12th. And then next thing you know, my phone's blowing up with texts from 50 texts, emails, phone calls. Saget's gone. And you're just like, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get healthy. No drugs, no alcohol. Yeah. Nothing. The nicest <laughs> yeah, guy. I, th- I thought it was fake. I thought it was like a fake report, you know? And when he was on stage that night, he, he called back to my show twice. Told a little story about how we worked together 20 years before that to the crowd. Like it made me feel like a million bucks. You know, why is he doing this? What? And then you hear all these other stories now about how it was just like that with, that's the kind of person he was. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, <laughs> the thing I get, the, the two celebrities that ha- have helped me either um, with gigs, the way I write, whatever, dead, Saget and Geraldo. Greg Geraldo. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. I worked with it's Greg. Like, these celebrities got to stop helping me if they want yeah. a long life. So we were, I was just telling him the other day, it's like everybody that, that I worked with is like dying. It's like yeah. Greg Geraldo, same thing. I worked with him, uh, you know, a few times. Yeah. He was always great, man. It's like one of the greats. On. You know where I worked with him? Um, um, Fort Lauderdale. It's not there anymore. Uh, Uncle Funnies. Uncle Funnies, yeah. You remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah, that was yeah. I remember that. And, and I don't remember. It's so funny. I didn't. I don't think I knew who he was when I worked with him. But he walked up to the table. I'm like, I think I know who that guy is. And just brilliant. And I was feeling so down about my set. And I was like, you know, I had this like some of the material in my dry bar is actually when I was using it on Uncle Funnies. Like I said, Greg, I got this fast food material. I'm not, you know, I'm like what am I doing up there? What? And he was just like, is it real to you? Is that material real to you? Did you take it from someone or is that an experience of yours that you're now exaggerating on stage? If it's real to you, then do it. Mm-hmm. He goes, I got jokes I'm looking to get rid of still. And we worked on that. Like when we hung out at the pool during the day where I was like, which jokes? And he was trying, I was, he was telling me how he's trying to get rid of them. They're not real. It's just a made up joke. It's not, he goes, I don't care what you talk about up there as long as it's real to you. Yeah. And he goes, do you have, he goes, you have some stuff about your family in your set. He goes, do the whole 30 minute set about your family tomorrow night. And I did. And I killed. And as I'm leaving crisscrossing, you know, as he's coming up, I'm leaving. He goes, now that, that was a good set. 
Wow. Because that was real to you. Yeah. And he goes, I'm not saying don't do the fast food jokes. I'm just saying the stuff that's real to you, it doesn't matter what the topic is. You're not going to be the, no one's the next Bill Hicks. Yeah. You know, no one's the next. Yeah. You just take what's real to you. So Geraldo passed, Saget passed, these, these uh, all very generous comics. It's like, you don't want anyone to pass, but there's so many comics that are not so many. There's some jerks out there. Yeah. yeah. Why can't they die? It's, <laughs> well, it's like hey, right. It's, it's like give hey, up they, that stage time already, yeah, pal. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the people. No, now we're now we're battling uh, TikTok stars and oh, YouTube man. stars. Oh, yeah, YouTube yeah. stars, influencers, <laughs> and internet sensations. And uh, I felt that way when Norm Macdonald passed. I couldn't believe what I was reading. And, he and goes, that, to me, that hit that hit me almost as hard as when Robin Williams, when I saw him, when, when I saw that on the on, on my computer, that Williams died. I couldn't believe it. When I saw Norm passed. Yeah. I didn't see that. No one. Uh, he kept that cancer, I guess, so quiet. It was amazing. I didn't know. Yeah. If you watch his last special, was it Hitler's dog on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. There's a giant chunk of material sprinkled throughout about death, life and death. It's such a weird, bizarre thing to go back and watch. Yeah. He knows because that was filmed a couple of years ago. He knows he's dying. Wow. Yeah. And I work, I worked with him once. And he gave me a nice little backhanded uh, norm compliment. Um, I, I'm, I think you guys know, hopefully I'll, I'll let you know when I have a bad set, an average set, a good set, you know, I'm pretty honest, hopefully. So I'm up there featuring for him. And that's sometimes that's a real sweet spot to, to feature for a celebrity. It's just an easy, you know, home run. I'm killing it. The rooms, you know, I'm destroying the room, which is, you know, feels great. Yeah. So I go backstage and Norm's there with who he referred to as his tour manager at the time. He tall guy. I'm, I don't know how tall he is. But I remember looking up to him like a giant. <laughs> Could have been in my head or somebody. He's just a. And he looks down at me and he's smiling and his tour manager, you know, is laughing a little bit. And he goes, hey there, uh, Danny, you got a lot of people laughing out there. You got that. Uh, uh, people in the audience are laughing there and the wait staff is laughing there and the. Uh, the bartender's laughing back there. My, my, my tour manager here is he, he's uh, laughing it up back here. He's uh, not me, but everybody else. Everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible norm impression, but that's the best that I could do. Not bad, man. But not that's, bad. But that's the best compliment, isn't it? Though yeah. that's just the greatest thing. Yeah, and I passed him, and he gave me a swat on the back, and he went out there, and he just killed. He he sure. took it. It was like I wasn't even, I didn't even perform. He just did 90 minutes, no drink, no notes. Yeah. And it wasn't, I don't even, like I was out in the lobby. I don't even think people knew I performed. He, that's how bad, that's how well he did. Yeah. Some of those guys are yeah. just like that. You yeah. become, you become forgotten very quickly. You're like, okay, this is the reason they're here. <laughs> just, yeah. I was up there too. I was yeah. up there. <laughs> But it, yeah, it's, it, it's just it's just beautiful, though, getting that, that, that recognition, though. From, and also to know that people like you telling that story. It's, I'm, I was a Norm fan. I was a Bob Saget fan. When I was in radio, he did an interview with us at 98 Rock in Tampa. And I was telling Tony on one of the last episodes, I said that, uh, you know, he was so nice. And while during commercial breaks, he could have pulled the whole Hollywood thing and said, hey, I need to take a phone call in the hallway. He didn't. He stayed with us. He was doing dirtier stories off the air about full house and stuff like that then once we went back on he went back into bob yeah. saget mode i took my mom to the show to the improv that night she didn't realize he was that dirty we had a great time and it was just um 
it was really, really uh, killer. Uh, yeah. Real quick, are you you're working on some new material, or what do you got going on there? So the thing about the drum, the dry bar is the most notoriety I've gotten in stand up, right? And, yeah. And um, you know, I'll get a handful of people, f- dry bar fans in general. Maybe not me specifically. Maybe at shows and whatnot. And I sort of. I, uh, procrastinated or best in the success of dry bar and i just continued to do my dry bar set mm-hmm. for like a year and i'm doing shows in hilton head one weekend which i'll be there this weekend at the comedy magic cabaret this weekend okay uh headline in that um and there was this table of 12 or so stage left and there and uh they were i heard a mumbling about dry bar big fans and I start to go into my Chusky bit or whatever. And I hear the one lady go, oh, my gosh, you have to listen to this. This is great. <laughs> and, and then she starts miming it. She's miming my joke. And I'm like, man, I need I have all these notes of this material I want to do. So I need I need to get off my butt and write and 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 try this stuff. I mean, I need to create a whole new. You know, I know the dry bar is only 37 minutes, but technically, you know, 45, let's say. Um, so I did. I started like organizing these notes and writing more and, and started to do them. And it's been, it's been so tough. It's been tougher than I thought. I have I have uh, I have one C, I have one CD, two and then I have two CDs in a dry bar. So technically and some of the material crosses over, but let's say technically I'm working on hour three or four. Of yeah. material and it's like i don't think people realize how long it takes to make a joke work some of them work right off the bat and then you yeah. expand on them and some of them work and then never work again well are, are yeah. you doing are you um approaching this like uh like a particular theme or are you kind of finding that right now are you still digging through the material yeah i'm digging through um notes that i've made over the years including yesterday's notes or I do, I do this thing in the morning, stream of conscious writing. So I get up, you know, go to the bathroom, splash water on my face. And then I sit down and write for 30 minutes or 15 to 30 minutes, just continuously write. Mm-hmm. It's just gibberish and this and that. And, and it just kind of gets the creative juices flowing. And I've gotten a bit or two out of it. Just random thoughts pop in my head. I'm like, Oh, I haven't talked about this and just go off on it. seems silly. And then I kind of went back through my notes and tried to create some themes. So I had, I have, I had like 10 or 12 of these thoughts or ideas that were like three line jokes, mm. just didn't fit anywhere. So I started, I, I put them all on this list of, of groups of people that agitate me and it, it fit perfectly. Cause then I could just continue to add to this list. Cool. So whether it's, uh, you know, as silly as people that order um, boneless wings, right. Those people agitate me. They're, you're a baby. You just ordered chicken nuggets, right? You're, you want me to change your diaper in them before we leave? So it's silly stuff like that. And then, you know, I have 10 or 12 of those and I'll, that'll become a chunk. That's a chunk. So I'm up to like, if I'm being generous to myself, I'm up to almost 30 minutes of a new set. Okay. Bad, yeah. Depending on the crowd, right? Yeah. Like I have a bunch of jokes about my mom and my family that they're not for every venue. Yeah, it's I, like I a subtle. That, it's not a gut. 
like the like the 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 Hilton Head venue that I'm doing this comedy magic cabaret is my one of my favorites and it's 40 to 50 bucks a ticket and it's tourist it's tourist area those people want to see comedy yeah I love that club you can do any joke you want and they're there to listen and laugh the subtleties the nuances the little taglines yeah. it's not like going into a bar where you have to bah, 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 you right. know, you're battling you're keep fighting it simple get to yeah. the punchline like you can play around up there so i'm really going to leverage these next two shows you know doing 60 minutes and i'll have to go back into some dry bar stuff right so once i get through all the new stuff just kick it into dry bar gear so and any time frame as to, you said 30 minutes now so you're thinking i mean by the maybe by the end of 2022 ish i mean yeah i'd like that i'd and, like that and as a follow-up like i mean are you intending for this to be like a, a neck the next special you know like something that you would actually yeah. tape or record that's a good question i know some people have done a couple dry bar specials so i wouldn't mind doing that again but i do want to be prepared with a plethora of sets of five to seven minute sets or 30 minute sets or 20 whether i do cruise lines whether i do an opportunity for a tv taping that i, I just have it I yeah, just have right. this. that's what I was going to, that's what I was curious about. Like, you know, you've done dry bar. That's potentially something you could do again. Yeah. But I mean, are you looking at other uh, avenues as far as like, you know, the comedy centrals, showtime, HBO's, that kind of thing? Yeah, I don't, it's tough. As you know, um, I even taught, I worked with big J Okerson recently. Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah. if you know who he is. Great yeah, comic, man. I've never seen I'm him live. If you haven't seen him live, you need yeah, to go. I got to, I got to work with him too. So yeah. Yeah. He's awesome, dude. He, and he was like, you know, he goes, I was talking to him about, you know, just kind of getting to the next step with the next level, you know, and, He's like, yeah, I wish I can, you know, he's like, he's like, it's not going to pick up the, I said, no, no, I'm not asking you for anything. That's the tough part of working with these guys. Right. They, I don't want them to feel like I'm asking. Yeah. I said, I, I feel like I'm, I'm a late night spot or two away from going to that next step, whether it's a Fallon or any of the other late night shows. So I don't even know how to do that. I'm not in New York. I'm not in LA, but the more connections I make and the more prepared I am, the better I'll feel. So as long as I put the work in and I can walk away with in 2022 with a just a myriad of options of five to seven minute sets for TV, I'll be very happy. Yeah. And you know what? And they're gonna find you. The, the work you put in, you'll be found. I mean, it will it will happen. So you know. Right. And then but people so will be like, you just you got lucky. It's like an overnight. No, man. The overnight hard work, man, and kicking ass. That's what I love about it, man. So um Danny, listen, thank you for, for being on with us on the Comedians on Cork podcast, man. It, it was just, it's, it's inspiring to see what you're doing physically and, and comedy wise and entertainment wise. And we, and we really, yeah, those guns right there, man, the peaks, <laughs> the peaks, we see the peaks and, and, and the ink and stuff like that. So we really appreciate you being on uh, uh, our podcast. Uh, the, the next few gigs coming up for you, whatever you can think of, feel free to yes. let people know. Yeah. So this weekend in Hilton Head Island, Friday, Saturday, uh, it's called Comedy Magic Cabaret. It's a great club. Um, and then I have a gig in Fleming Island, which is just, I think it's north, a little bit north of Jacksonville, about an hour north at this, uh, some convention center. Somebody's putting together a comedy show and hired me. So, and then I'm back at Hilton Head in February. 
So since it's a touristy town, they have me there whenever they you know need to. So those are my next couple couple awesome. gigs. Awesome. That's and good. plus you can see me walk on Cobra Kai anytime you want. That's right. Netflix. <laughs> Real quick, any main place for people to get a hold of Danny Johnson, social media wise? DannyJohnson.com or all my social media is comedian Danny or comedian Danny Johnson. Cool. And thanks for having me on. You guys are great. I can't believe we got a chance to catch up. I appreciate you. Yeah, I you guys. Seen you a while, man. It was good to talking to you, man. I need to get back down to Tampa and do some side splitters or the improv or something. Yeah, the improv side splitters got two two rooms now. So uh, oh. three actually. They oh, went to St. Pete now. Oh, one St. Pete. Same, same guy, same owner. Uh, uh Brian Brian Thompson, Thompson. BT. 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 Yeah, he took over for Bobby yeah. Jewell. Yeah, because I'm a I'm a uh, USF alumni. I wonder if we can. Uh, if I can talk to them about doing some sort of USF promotion or something like yeah. that. We could, well, I want to be selfish and get you on one of my comedians on cork shows in the Tampa Bay area. Let's do it. So I we got family there. Too, I got man. friends there. That's awesome. Go Bulls. Go Bulls, man. I love it. Danny Johnson, thank you so much for being on with us, man. Thank you. Thanks, guys. I love that guy. Danny Johnson from Jacksonville, Florida. And again, just another thing to say. A big up to the Florida comics. They're not just Florida comedians. They're all over the place touring and yeah. just doing it and making you and laugh. So I love it. Based out of Florida. So this is another guy. He used to be baby face, squeaky clean. Now to see him with the shaved head <laughs> and the, 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 the sleeve tattoos going for one full sleeve and then the other arm. Yeah. I can't wait to have him on next time and see what he's doing with the other arm. Yes. So um, I like it so much, though. Thanks again for that. And again, for those type of um, interviews, clips that we do you catch it at also our youtube channel just click uh, click subscribe we really appreciate that and thank you again for listening to uh season two episode one of our comedians on cork podcast thank you julie drollshagen from uh, floridabeachbusiness.com give her a shout at 727-902-9233 get us at comedians on cork Everywhere, everywhere, including comediansoncork.com. And real quick, on our YouTube channel, we do put out uh, a bunch of stuff, uh, different things and segments like where they at and question of the week and other stuff every single week yes. on our YouTube channel. And participate. Please, we love it. Tell your friends. So, for Tony God, my name is Pat Largo. Laugh, you deserve it. And thank you for listening to the Comedians on Cork podcast. <laughs>